Luke 16 1-13. Pope Benedict XVI, in 2009, released his encyclical on social justice, Caritas in Veritate, Charity and Truth. It was published on the 40-year anniversary of the promulgation of Populorum Progressio, the social encyclical of Pope Paul VI. CV is a work of great depth but very readable. He touches on topics from sexual ethics to environmental ethics to things like technology and its impact on humanity. Its more immediate context, however, was the financial crisis of 2008 which shook the West and most of the world. Benedict shows how these are not separate issues. The economic crisis of 2008 was actually not removed from the violation of life issues or that of the environment. Underlying all of them was actually the loss of the human good, the failure to work with what he called, the grammar of creation. Nature expresses a design of love and truth. A grammar, which sets forth ends and criteria for its wise use, not its reckless exploitation, CV 48. The lack of respect for this in human ecology, impacts environmental ecology and vice versa. If the economy does not have at its heart, the good of the person, the whole person, it fails in being a truly human economy. Economics and the market, as Benedict notes, work on a logic of contracts, I give something in exchange for what I get. This works alongside a logic of obligation, which is political, we have to give out of duty, through taxation and so on, so that the government can redistribute it for the common good. By themselves these are necessary and good. When they work well, they exemplify the virtue of justice. Benedict goes on to say, however, that alongside and even underlying these two there needs to be a third, which is the logic of gift. I give simply because it is good to give, out of sheer gratuity. This is the logic of love, the grammar behind creation. When it's not present, Benedict claims even the market breaks down and becomes exploitative. This might sound abstract, but we already know this from our relationships. There are obligations and exchange in the family, at work, even among friends, there are duties I do and things I exchange, whether I like it or not within my family from cooking to running to the school and working and whatnot. But if a husband or a wife does everything only out of a sense of duty or in strict exchange, without freely giving out of love, that home will become unpleasant for everyone. Even in the workplace, if there are only transactions without any free gift, that becomes a difficult place to work. In the background to this we can hear a favorite theme of St. John Paul II, that man can fully discover his true self only in a sincere gift of himself, G's 24. All this plays out in the gospel we have received today. There is a steward who is found to have squandered his master's wealth. Who is this steward? Adam was placed in Eden as steward of the garden. Here, we already see this logic of gift. God creates freely, gives this gift of creation to all. Everything we have, even our very lives are a gift from God. Having created, God enters into a covenant relationship with His creation. It means that God gives of Himself, His love, freely to all, but especially to man. Adam was a steward of this covenant. It meant that Adam stood in relation, dependent on God and all creation, even as creation depended on his care. But Adam tries to possess this for himself, instead of being a steward and squanders all of it. Interestingly, the word that is translated squandered in the parable is diaskorpizo which means to scatter which usually appears in the scriptures in the context of God's judgment. Israel finds itself scattered in the diaspora, which comes from this word, when they violate their covenant. Augustine would say that in disobeying God, Adam, the corporate man, was scattered across the whole world, in orations p. 69. In this Adam represents all of humanity, splintered and separated from each other. In other words, as man violates the covenant, which is one of love and gift, he disintegrates. Jesus came to gather together these scattered children of God, J. N. 1152, into their original unity. 
this steward has scattered his master's resources, which is to say, he has scattered himself and now he has to account for his waywardness. It is a moment of judgment. At this time, he realizes his poverty. He thinks on his feet. He calls his master's debtors to him and starts giving them discounts on what they owe his master. It is not fully clear on what he is doing. Maybe he is looting his master further, but it is more probable that he is writing down his own commission from this debt. These would have been poor people and it would have taken them ages to pay back the master. Rather than clinging to the last of his possessions, he gives it away. In writing their debts down, they end up owing him a debt of gratitude. This is not a formal debt but in Middle Eastern society, it would have been unthinkable that people would turn their backs on someone who helped them in their hour of need. In being gratuitous towards them, he enters into a quasi-covenantal relationship with them. His actions are completely selfish, of course. But in this moment of reckoning, he realizes he needs people, even the poor. Till now his money allowed him to live independently and as he pleased, now he realizes he is dependent on those lower than himself. The master's praise is not so much for his thieving but for his prudence. Prudence is to know the truth about things and how one is to act in a particular situation, according to that truth. This man, notwithstanding his selfish motivation, acts according to the grammar of creation, he was meant to be a steward and now, in a convoluted way, becomes one through this act of grace. This word comes to us today. Money is not bad. It can represent all the gifts of this world, gifts which are for this life only. Like all gifts I am meant to steward them wisely. Just as this steward entered into relationship with those below him using his money, so should we, with the poor. The poor are those who do not have their rightful share of even the basic things of the world. Because of this God himself becomes their refuge, their friend. The logic of gift means that we firstly notice them, who cannot exchange, give us anything in return. Then they will open their home, heaven itself for us. But if, rather than stewarding this gift, I try to possess it and establish my independence, like Adam, God cannot give me what is my own. What is my own is the Holy Spirit, the love gift of God in person, who marks me as a son or daughter of God. He comes to reveal to us who we are, gather our scattered self and will remain with us forever. When we refuse the logic of gift, the Holy Spirit cannot reside in us, because to give is who He is. But to those willing to give of themselves, God gives this Spirit abundantly in the Eucharist. Thank you.